You're listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of a Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. I'm the senior pastor and an elder of Believer's Baptist Church. And with me on this podcast today is another one of our elders at Believer's Baptist Church, Philip Castleton. Thank you for listening, whoever you may be and wherever you may be. May the Lord bless this podcast to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. So, Philip, here we are in 2021. And what we have seen through 2020 is a stoppage or a um, unwillingness even for churches to meet together. And part of that's been, um, in the beginning, it was because we were trying to um, uh, slow the spread of the pandemic. There was a lot of uncertainty, and even we did not meet corporately, as is our habit, um, for about nine weeks. Was it that long? It was about, it was nine weeks, it I believe. It felt like a year, but yeah. Yes, um. yes. And um, we we actually met together for the first time on Mother's Day of 2020 outside, and then for Mother's Day, the Sunday following Mother's Day in 2020, we have met um, consistently since then. Well, that was, we, we quit meeting, though, in March, so right. we, it wasn't all of the beginning of 2020. Oh, no, 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 you're, yeah. you're right, yeah. So I think it was about uh, March the 22nd, something like that, to May the 10th or whatever Mother's okay. Day was in 2020. So we did that, um, and it was because we felt like at the moment, uh, not knowing how the virus was going to uh, actually play itself out in the culture, and we, we thought that was the most prudent thing at the time, but... It, but we struggled, and toward the end of that nine weeks, we began to discuss, as elders, um, the necessity of coming back together regardless. Right. And um, we've seen other churches do that, so we're certainly not the only congregation that would do that. But we've seen a lot of churches that still, even now as we enter into 2021, that still have not met together. Sure. And so what I thought that would be a good subject for us in this podcast for January of 2021 is the importance of church attendance. Why is church attendance important? And I think there's a lot that the Scripture could say to us about this. Um, One of the things I I think, too, that, that falls in the context of this discussion will be our, in our church, Believers Baptist Church, we are actually having a new members class um, in February of 2021, February the 22nd. That's a Monday night. And um, we have a membership process. And the first step in that process is um, a, a required attendance to the membership class. And I, God has been gracious to us because we've actually added members during the pandemic. Right. And um, so one of the things that falls into the context of this church attendance is a membership class in which we have an expectation, and I think we try to communicate that, that you will be expected to be in attendance. Now, I know that in reality, there are those believers who cannot attend because there's physical limitations, uh, because of um, some uh, means 
that uh, prohibits them from coming. And, and so uh, this is not to lay guilt or a burden on somebody who have legitimate physical reasons, perhaps, that they can't gather with God's people on a regular basis. But if you're bodily able, there's well, an expectation. You know, unfortunately, though, some people actually um, would say, you know, I am I'm physically incapacitated, right? right I, I right. can't come. Yet, they still manage to make it to the grocery store. Um, they still manage to make it to their bingo game or whatever the case may be, right? Yes, they still right. take their dog to, to get groomed. And, I, I, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is, is people, um, many people, there are people who have legitimate excuses, but for most people, that's not the case. That's right. And most people do what they want to do. And so um, when they don't come to church, it's because they don't want to come to church. It's not really because they're incapacitated, because they're perfectly capable of making it to the grocery store, getting their dog groomed, getting their hair cut, you know, um, right. whatever the case may be. They manage to find a, a ways to, to do those things. And, but, you know, uh, you know, their sciatica, you know, <laughs> acts up on Sunday morning um, every week for some reason. Right. And they just can't seem to, to make it to the pew. Um, so... You know, I'm reminded of that song, Excuses, Excuses. You hear them every day. Remember that old right, song? Right, right, yes, yes. You know, uh, so it, it's it's that kind of thing. Well, so let me ask you um, a question. Um, do you feel that there are those people who would call themselves true believers, and yet they have excused themselves from regular church attendance for most uh, of 2020 and have not given it really much different thought for 2021. And I know we've just, we've just entered into 2021. In fact, yesterday was the first Sunday of 2021, but they've not given it much thought about coming back and attending now, even uh, this year. Do you think that they're using pandemic as an excuse or a reason? Oh, sure. I, I do. In fact, um, you know, we talked before, uh, there are, well, there are some famous uh, pastors uh, with congregations of you know, 15, 20,000 people that haven't even met since March, right? They've just shut their doors. And um, so, uh, yes, there are a lot of people who would call themselves Christians that... Um, I mean, even pastors who have, have found extended vacations, <laughs> you know, in, in the pandemic. But like I said, I think that people do what they want to do. You know, in the context of, uh, you said we've actually gained members during this. Well, the reason we've gained members is because it's not that people were unhappy at the churches they were at to begin with. They couldn't go. Their churches stopped meeting. Mm. And these people recognize the importance of being in a church, hearing the word, being with other believers, you know, the means of grace that God has afforded, and they want to avail themselves of those things. So they began looking for churches that were open. Mm -hmm. They began looking for places that uh, that saw that as important as they saw it was important and, and were like-minded in these ways. And, and uh, many of the people that have joined or that have been visiting for uh, us and probably will join... Um, uh, and I don't mean to be presumptive, I, I assume, because right. of their, their the frequency with which they come and their faithfulness that, that one day they'll probably consider joining. But with, with those people um, have uh, joined themselves to us in, in some way because they recognize the importance of church attendance mm -hmm. and they weren't being able to do so at the churches they were attending before. Right. Um, yes, I believe the pandemic has just um, has just given... Um, 
a hand. It is given um, credence to um, uh, the excuse uh, for many people not to show, right? Not to show up. And I think um, uh, you know they uh, they will probably um, some of those people only came out of habit to begin with. It, they were checking boxes off or whatever the case may be, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, they're habitual people. They came out of habit, They whatever the case. And so uh, some of those people, when the, when the whole pandemic thing is gone, you know, in, in, in 2055, um, that was a joke. I don't know when it'll go away at this rate. It seems like that might be when it opens up. But, uh, but many of those people won't come back to church because what they've found is they're no longer in the habit. Right, mm-hmm. um, it's no longer um, convenient. Um, they're beyond the point. Uh, the they they came to church because they didn't want to be scrutinized for not coming to church. But now they're no longer being scrutinized. They haven't been to church in a year, and you know it's it's easy. Right. Um, some people um, uh, will come back, hit and miss. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but that would be my my uh, my estimation of of what's going on. But sure, I think that probably a lot of that stems from people who. Um, well, you do what you want to do is what it boils down to. Right. You know, p- people will go if they want to go. Um, there are legitimate reasons and excuses. We have a, a, a couple here at our church, an older couple, uh, that got sick um, before the pandemic, really. But um, it exacerbated some issues for them, and they weren't here for a long time. Right. But as soon as their health afforded it, they've been back. Yes. And um, and so you recognize that their absence was a legitimate absence. It right. was an absence that was um, necessitated by God's providence, really, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and we understand that. We recognize that. We appreciate that. And we're so glad that that God in his, in his, in his mercy has been, has seen fit to, to, um, to satisfy those those health things, um, to heal and and to to bring um, to bring healing, and so now these people are able to come back and be a part of our of our family. We're grateful for that. Right. But for many people, um, you know, um, you know that song excuses. You know, one kid had to blow his nose so the whole family stayed home. Yeah. Right. Right. And and that's really what we see in our culture a lot. Right. Right. I think one of the, um, in my opinion, one of the things that has been revealed. Uh, through the pandemic about American church um, is our flaw of um, ecclesiology or theologically understanding the importance of church attendance. You know, and you, you, I think you made a point that um, I think is missed by us a lot. When, you know, you're talking about, uh, I think American culture and American individualism plays into this misunderstanding. Oh, yes. Right? Because we don't see ourselves as part of, we all see ourselves as individuals all right. the time. And I'm not, I'm not playing into any kind of um, communistic social justice um, argumentation. I'm not. Right. But what, but uh, the argument, the, the scripture would say that, um, that uh, the church is something bigger than, than me individually. But I, but, but, it's certainly not. It's certainly not smaller than that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm necessary in that, in that, in that system. Right. Right. Well, let's think then, um, because the church has not done well, perhaps as revealed by the pandemic, uh, teaching the importance of church attendance, and perhaps we, as elders, pastors, we have not done well in expecting those who are in Christ, to be a part of a regular worship attendance. Um, so let's give some people, let's give people some reasons to 
um, be in attendance. Okay. So what's a reason that you could give? Well, first of all, um, the scripture commands it. Right. Right. In Hebrews 10, it says, forsake not the assembling, right? The gathering, the, the coming together of God's people, um, as would be the habit of some. Right. Even as, and, 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 and it should be increased. Our desire to be together, our, our, the frequency with which we gather should be increased the, the closer we get to the coming day of judgment, the Bible says, right? right? As you see that day approaching, it should be, um, and by the way, every day that passes, that day's closer. Mm-hmm. We should recognize right. that, right? right? Every day that passes is a day that's closer. By the and time we're done with this podcast, we'll be closer. We'll be closer. So why is it with that um, command in Scripture, why is it that it's so easy to just dismiss it as, um, as um, unnecessary or, or, um, or optional or inconsequential or whatever the case? Optional. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be an option. Right. And I think that you also hit a point that at least in, in, in my thinking, I think is important. Somewhere along the way, we have gone from a thinking. I know uh, my own reflections as, as a child that we went to church on Sunday. We went to church on Sunday night. We went to church on Wednesday night because the church was there. It was open and that's what we did. Mm. And um, there, was a th- there was something communicated to me. I'm not that my parents were perfect by any means. Um, uh, uh, but there was something communicated to me at that time that that church was important. Right. But somewhere along the way, um, Sunday night has gone by the wayside. Wednesday night's gone by the wayside. And now, um, if we can check off the Sunday morning box, we've done okay. And what we've commu- what I think we communicate to our children, no matter what we say, is um, the church isn't that important. Right. It's not the community in which we live. It's not the the life that that uh, that flavors us, right? It's not the center. Yeah, it should be the thing that we revolve around, right. uh, that that our system, our life revolves around. You know, for some people, it's um, you know, it's 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 that uh, softball team, you know, mm. or a baseball team, or or you know, or volleyball or basketball or whatever. For some people, it's that, right? Mm. That they, they their whole life revolves around getting their child to those to those baseball tournaments, mm-hmm. right? Um, for some people, it's um, you know, professional sports. I mean, you know, they come home and they can't wait to see what Sports Center says, right? Right, right? I mean, this is the way people live their lives, or or they're just so a- ambitious. And I'm not so sure that ambition in and of itself isn't usually sinful. But um, it, they're so ambitious that, you know, they're striving for the better position at work and more hours and more money and the boat and keeping up with the Joneses and all this kind of stuff that all of, um, uh, you know, uh, the center of their life is anything but the church. It's people, and um, which is what the church is, a group of people. Right. right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there's somewhere along the way, culture has become a louder voice for people um, than the church and um, and us as elders and deacons and, uh, and and churches all around no matter what the polity the way that they uh, the, the way that they run the church um, somehow it has become less than important for them as well and so it's all kind of just drifted right right and so to go back to the text that you quoted Hebrews 10 24 and 25 don't forsake your assembling together implies that there is a regular commitment to assembling together. And the the context tells us that there are in that letter um, some who have uh, deliberately forsaken that continuing uh, gathering together, that uh, 
very deliberate assembling together. And, and we see that now being played out in our, our culture. We, we knew this was something that was a reality before the pandemic, and, and that is that you've said several times, um, people do what they want to do. So we knew that people came to church according to what they wanted to do. But I think this has revealed um, an even greater um, uh, problem, as you just said, with leadership, um, with what the church has failed to teach, and uh, what the f- church has even failed to um, have in terms of expectation. You know, sometimes it takes a rain to find out where the holes are in your roof. Right. Right? And I think that this this rain, this torrential rain, and what we've realized is the church has a, a really leaky roof. Right. And, oh. and so what do we do about patching those holes? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to motivate or encourage people to think better. This is part of the reason why we do the podcasts. And one reason... To think it all. Yes. It'd be nice for yes. some people. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might try that. <laughs> but the... We're, we're all praying to those ends, Jason. <laughs> yeah. um, oh. The point uh, that we're trying to make, we're, we're trying to give some reasons um, for um, the true believer to attend or for the one who says that they are in Christ to attend. I got distracted, didn't I? No, no, I, no. But, but we, we did say, I think, yeah. because it's biblical. It is biblical. It, it's biblical. We gave one text that references that. Right. Do you have another reason? Well, sure. Um, the church is the place where believers come together and they love one another. Um, they encourage one another. They, they spur one another on to good works, and they serve one another. They instruct one another. They honor one another. And these are all biblical. I mean, 1 John 4.12 talks about um, you know, how we gather together in love. Um, Hebrews 3.13, uh, in the encouragement that, that, that we're supposed to offer one another. Um, uh, Hebrews 10.24, we spur others on to good works and stuff. Um, we have the, the, uh, the context of spiritual gifts. This is where spiritual gifts are worked out. Um, this is the place where um, you and I, being different, being in Christ, but gifted differently for the edification of the body. Why, this is a truth about every believer, not just those in leadership, right? Every person who's in Christ has been spiritually gifted for the edification of the body. Right. And so if you're in Christ, you should be in a local church so that your gift, whatever that is, even if you're not aware of it, it will manifest itself because it's the spirit working in you. Right. It manifests itself for the betterment of the people around you. And it can't do that if you're at home. Right. It can't. These people who say, well, I can worship God on the boat as well as I can, they have as well as I can worship them on Sunday morning in church. They have no understanding of the church. Right. They completely confuse um, what the church is. Right. The church isn't the building in the place you go. The church is a group of people that God has put together um, to to serve one another, to help each other grow, to love one another, to be um, to be the center, the 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 world that these people are influenced by and right. grow by and grow with. This is the context of the church. This is who we are. And if most of our most of our lives is spent somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about mentally, 
um, you know, uh, not, but not just physically, but mentally as well. If, if, our, if our thought processes are always somewhere else, we're always physically somewhere else. If this is at the center of, the, of, the, of our world in which we move out from there, then we've started in the wrong place. Right. And we're not going to be informed rightly on, on how to think about these things and how to live them out. Right. So one of the reasons why I want to be in attendance in my local church is because I need your gift to influence my spiritual life. I, I, I need the benefit of that. And I need yours. Right. Yeah, it's not, this isn't a one-way street. Right. You know, Paul even says, and, and when he talks to the Romans in the very beginning of, of, of his text, he says, I, I long to come to you and impart a spiritual gift. But then he goes on to say, but it wouldn't be one-sided. Right. I'm also going to receive from you. Yes. And he recognizes that even as an apostle, he had something to offer, but it wasn't one-sided. These Christians had something he needed, and he longed for it. Yes. He longed for it. The problem is we have no taste for it. Right. Why don't we have a taste for it? Why is is it that... You know, it's like we eat so much sugar that no that healthy food doesn't taste good anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. I think we are so our diet is spiritual so, diet is so affected by um, garbage that we just don't have a taste for the things that are substantial and real. Right. We right. just we just love being filled up with sugar. Right. Well, that's a good analogy, uh, and I think you know part of that discussion, and we're not going to get into it, is that. Believers need to realize that they are gifted. And even if I don't know what my gift is, just my attending uh, is an encouragement. My conversation that I can have in the hallway, um, the um, opportunity to hear another person standing next to me, another believer singing the songs of the faith, these are all uh, part of the reason why we attend. The hug I get at the front door. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, more than one time, um, I'll be honest with you, Carol, if you're listening, it, uh, uh, the hug I got from Carol meant something to me. On Absolutely. And people don't, that, that, uh, people say, forget that. That is a gift that Carol has. There is undoubtedly, right, something that God has gifted her with the ability to just, um, to put her arms around people and say, man, I love you. Right. Yes. And it has been a blessing. It has. Okay. So uh, let's give a third reason that I could throw out um, as to why those who are in Christ ought to attend church regularly is because it is the prerequisite. It is the opportunity to participate in the Lord's Supper. Yes. The Lord's Supper is a church ordinance. It's not something to be done outside of the context of a local church meeting together. Um, In our American Christianity, uh, there's teaching out there and there's practicing of individualized Lord's Supper. It's hard to call it communion then, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It it sort of ruins the uh, whole point of why we are um, celebrating the death and resurrection and even the second coming of the Lord Jesus um, as we partake of the elements of the the bread and the cup. So that would be a reason. Uh, Believers, at least again in in our context, Philip, um, we've it goes back to what you just said. We don't have a taste for the Lord's Supper. I'm not talking about a literal kind of taste, yeah. but I'm talking about uh, we don't have an understanding of the value of what that means to our spiritual life um, and what it means corporately. You know, um, I think it was Patrick. I think it was Patrick the other day. Him and I were talking about this. This is a member of our congregation. Yes, uh, 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 yeah, Patrick. Uh, and he said, 
He said, Philip, what do you think about um, doing communion weekly? And I said, I think it would be great if, and here was my if, and I'm not saying that I've thought all this through perfectly, but this is, this is my, where I think there might be danger. Um, not that there would be. It's nothing wrong with it. I think that many churches do it, and they probably do it very, very well. But they, they spend the time to teach and, and all of those things and, and communicate what it's about. But I think some people, because it would become so familiar that they would begin to, um, you know, it. Well, they, they'll say familiarity breeds contempt, right? Right. I mean, pretty soon they just pass it off. It's the thing that we do on Sunday morning, and they forget that it's 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 a means. It's a visual representation of the death of Christ. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's the gospel in 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 action in physical form, right? Something we can see, something that we can taste, something that we can, uh, you know. And so, yeah, I think it would be wonderful if we could do it, and every week we could think about it like that. Right. But I think for many, it wouldn't. Right. But even then, when we do it once a month, or we do it once a quarter, or we do it once a year, or however people do it, I think unfortunately because of the lack of teaching and the lack of thinking, that most the shallowness with which most people think, it, um, it doesn't grace. Uh, you know, it's it's just what we do. Right. Anyway. I, you know, we've tried um, in Believers Baptist Church to make that um, the center of that particular worship service. Yeah. So it's not something that is added on or tacked on to an end of a 50-minute service or 60-minute service. And now, oh, no, we got to do the Lord's Supper, and, and the Cowboys started it, and, you know, they're kicking off at noon. Um, we try to make that the centerpiece of what we do. And that's why we put it in the bulletin weeks ahead. Hey, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper on this Sunday morning. And we try to gear the sermon, the music, everything that we do that morning around the taking of the bread and the cup. It's that significant. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a means of grace. Right. If we think about that phrase, what we mean is it, it is one of the ways in which we learn. It is one of the ways in which we experience grace, the truth of the gospel, experienced through the taking of the, the bread and the cup, um, the, the breaking of the body and the spilling of the blood, right? It's, um, we, we take all that in and, um, and we grow in grace because of it, right? That's the point. Right. But the same thing, talking about church attendance, the same thing would be understood. Um, you, you can't forsake um, the coming of, together as believers and attending church because that's what church in general is for. <laughs> the Bible says that that God gave gifts to the church, you know, pastors, teachers, elders. And in Ephesians, he says that they are to equip the body, the church, for service for you know he's to equip the saints for uh, for 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 spiritual service how are you to be equipped if you're not attending a local church right and and partaking of the means of grace partaking of the the the, the corporate singing and the prayer and the teaching of the word if you're not partake, participating in those things if you're not partaking of those things um you, you don't develop a taste for his word, but also um, you can't grow. Right. There's no real growth going to be found outside of the of the body. Right. So we've given three reasons. We've said that church attendance is important and necessary because it's biblical. 
number one. Number two, because we can't really do the commands of Scripture, the one another commands, Mm -hmm. apart from assembling together regularly. Um, Our spiritual gift being a part of that uh, sharing and forgiving and loving, praying for one another, all those one another's. And then thirdly, we've said because it's the prerequisite for the Lord's Supper. Here's another one that I would throw out to you. And we could make a long list, but we'll try to limit it. Um, but one of the one of the things that I think is important for understanding church attendance rightly is that it is how we represent Christ mm-hmm. by our attending, by our taking time out of the culture's um, schedule, out of the culture's expectation that we're here to live our left our best life now. We're here to um, accommodate our own comfort and convenience and our desires. We're here to do that. And when we say to the culture, no, we are we have a priority to go to worship our God and to be with his people. We are representing God in the way that I think is expected of all believers. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. We, so we gather together, and we say to our neighbors, we say to our extended family, we, we say to our acquaintances, no, I, I'm taking a side um, from the culture's expectation and the normal routine of life. And there are responsibilities and obligations that are legitimate for all of us. We, we all understand that. But we're taking time aside, and we're coming together with God's people to worship Him. And, uh, and that, that's important. Well, you know what it really says, and I think you're right, uh, it really says that I'm connected to something different uh, than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reality that, that is, there's something real about my connection to Christ that is different from um, my participation in, in secular things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Peter makes that clear when he actually says that we as a group are like stones that are being fitted into a house. Right. A spiritual house that um, you can't just take a stone out of a house because then you have a big gaping hole right, right in the side of that house. But but um, Peter make, uses this language that says that there's a real connection, a real connection that I have to you and to my brother and to my sister because we're bu- being built into a spiritual house. And, and, and that communicates something. That my real belonging, my real um, um, citizenship is somewhere other than this world. Right. Yes. Um, And we don't, I I think that the other ordinance that we understand and that we hold to at Believer's Baptist Church is baptism. Oh, what foot washing? <laughs> but baptism would have the same kind of means of grace to us as the Lord's Supper. Sure. It would be the initiation, the starting point of one who has professed faith in Christ. And there the body is gathered to witness this public profession of faith that this believer now is expressing a commitment to follow Christ. And the other believers of that local church are there to support that. And now we are here to pray for you and to love to you, love you and to serve you, forgive you, all these things. To hold you to account. Yes. Which, by the way, leads right into, good segue, into a, um, maybe the final reason that we can discuss of why regular church attendance is important for those who are in Christ is because of church discipline. 
Well, you know, that that's, goes back to the ordinances. You, you witness someone being baptized, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly, right, dying right. and being resurrected to new life, to, right. to, a new, to walk in a newness of life, right? right? Their life lived out with something new. Um, we, we, we take the ordinances, right, mm-hmm. um, which Paul makes clear that there's danger in doing if you're not in the right, uh, if you have unconfessed sin and you're doing it, uh, you know, haphazardly, right? right? Paul warns against this. How am I supposed to hold my brother to account if he's not there? He must come. He should long for his brothers and sisters to be watching him saying, brother, you've missed the point here. Right. Not in judgment, but in love to say, hey, man, let's gather you back in. Right. You know, let's bring you back in. The fact is the Bible teaches that those who are outside of the body, so-called Christians who are outside of the body, honestly, they're in, soul, they're in danger of their soul being lost. Yes. Now, whether they voluntarily are outside of the body or whether they've been put outside of the body, the Scripture doesn't know Christians that aren't part of the body. Right. And so why do we, we get so, because of our teaching, and don't get me wrong, on justification, and we talk about justification being an individual act where a, a person is declared righteous and all this stuff, but all of that stuff is done in the language of of. Of, of corporate stuff. Right. It doesn't exclude the fact that when you are justified, you are a stone that is fitted to a bunch of other stones. Yes. And if that stone is cast out, why would you think for a moment that you're part of the house? Right. And, um, and so when you remove yourself voluntarily or you're removed in discipline, um, there should be a danger for those people to wonder. There should be a real wonder in them. Am I a part? Right. Am I a part of God's people? Yes, because availing yourself of church, of a church that practices church discipline, because that would not be the case of all of our um, neighboring congregations or churches in our culture. Um, We even are in the midst of a church discipline case in our own congregation out of love, out Out of of love love for this brother. Oh, we want him to come. We want him to come back. We want him to forsake his sin and come. Right, but as long as the person remains, whoever it is, right, in these situations, remains in their sins and outside of the corporate body, um, and what's uh, you know what's really um, strange is uh, that person actually, even though they're under discipline, come to church more than many of the people who aren't under discipline. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I just it's confusing. It is. Maybe maybe we ought to more people ought to be under discipline. <laughs> but one of the reasons that yeah. you want to attend church regularly. It's because you put yourself in a place of accountability. Yes. I need the accountability to keep me um, steady and growing in grace and knowledge and being filled with the knowledge of God's will and, and being steady in obedience. I, I need that. So um, I think these reasons that we've given, the ordinances, discipline, um, it's biblical, uh, the sharing of uh, life together as far as one another's and the following those commands, the gifts, um, the witness the, the, that we can have in terms of representing Christ. All of these are good reasons, and there are probably others that we could add to that list. But all of those, um, we pray, that could be helpful to think about church attendance, especially now as we come into a new year. There's been one Sunday that we've passed, and by the time this podcast comes out, there will probably two Sundays have already passed out of the new year, 
And it's not too late. It's not too late for you to listen to this podcast if you're listening and think about these thoughts that we've given, these suggestions or points that we're making, and follow through and become regularly attending your local congregation. Amen. So thank you for listening to this podcast, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.